Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we discuss film, TV, and all things Hollywood. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my co-host, the man himself, Devin. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing the Apple TV Plus original film, Coda. And before we begin today's review, you can listen to our podcast on platforms around the internet. And if you're a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us over on Instagram and Twitter at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. Devin L. Devin, how are you doing today, man? We just came off a really fun project recording. So that was that was a lot of fun, definitely. Can't wait to uh, you know get that out to the public. But as of this recording, it, that project will probably come out afterwards but um it is our film optics draft series which is like our tv draft series that we've been kind of cooking up here it'll star me devin uh amanda from amx nda reviews and leo from geekly goods but yeah man how you been how's how your that weekend was, that was a really good time that draft went about as well as possible it, it honestly to, did. to end this labor day yeah. How, how has your Labor Day been? I, I see you got the nice like, glowing stick thing in the. Is that your lightsaber? Yeah, it looks cool. It's a <laughs> energy sword lightsaber. Oh my gosh. Well, you, you had a good uh, Labor Day weekend. Yeah, just hung out with family, you know? Yeah. You yeah, don't know what else to do on Labor Day. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, it's it's not 4th of July. It's just like, hey, just just have a, an extra. It's, it's like a half a holiday. Just. Just yeah. do whatever you want. Well, it was a holiday for uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten yeah, Rings. Yeah, they, they made, what, $80 million? Something like that. $90 that, million? Yeah, yeah, I think it was around $90 million. And we're we're getting Venom 2 early because of it. <laughs> and, yeah. and Spider-Man, probably. Hopefully. They, they probably saved Spider-Man. Yeah, they they probably yeah Marvel Marvel probably saved Spider Man. Imagine that, but yeah, so that that kind of solidifies um, hopefully for Eternals, for you know Disney to be like okay or Marvel, you know like we're gonna do Eternals in theaters only. Um, even if it wasn't in theaters, um, just in theaters only. I just want you know I just wanted to come out when it's supposed to come out. That's that's my biggest concern. But um, yeah, congratulations to Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings there. But today we're going to talk about, um, like I said, we're going to be talking about Apple TV Plus's our latest original film uh, titled Coda. Uh, Coda is short for Child of Deaf Adults. Um, I really, really enjoyed this uh, this film like heck of a lot. So we're going to get into it right after this short break. Oh, sometimes I get a good feeling, yeah. You're the girl with the deaf family? Yeah. yeah. I just want to tell you right now. And you sing. Interesting. Something's got a hold on me here. Woo, man. Oh, I, man. I, I was so embarrassed because I thought that that opening scene, I thought that was Flo Rida about to start playing. <laughs> oh, Remember that song? Good <laughs> yeah. feeling. He samples that. He does. Like, oh, oh, starting off with good with Flo Rida. Uh, no. you know what? I totally forgot that Flo Rida did that, and that that <laughs> definitely would have killed the uh, the mood of the entire trailer for me, like one hundred percent. But yeah, here we are with our review of um, Coda uh, twenty twenty one because there are um, other movies uh, with the same name. So this is the most recent 
version, it's not the same. It is its own story from what I'm, uh, from what I've seen. Cause I know there's one with uh, Patrick Stewart, I believe that's also titled Coda, but we're talking about the Amelia Jones, uh, Coda here today. Um, this film was directed by Cyan uh, Heater and, um, also written by Cyan Heater as well. The cast includes Amelia Jones, Troy Coatser, uh, and Marley, uh, Matlin. And the story is as follows. As a coda, child of deaf adults, Ruby is the only hearing person in her deaf family. When the family's fishing business is threatened, Ruby finds herself torn between pursuing her love of music and her fear of abandoning her parents. So, oh, man, oh, man, Devin, I honestly don't know where to begin, but I want to let everyone out there know that we will be covering our First initial thoughts, as we always do, giving a non-spoiler rundown, and then we get into spoilers later on the show. So when you hear this little bad boy, if I can bring it up on my screen, that means that we're going to get into spoilers, but not just yet. But um, I'm going to let Devin go first because uh, you watched this. Re- well, I actually rewatched it myself, but you only watched it once, correct? Yeah, I watched it last week. Okay, so get, get, give me your rundown. Get, give me your thoughts. Let's 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 get it going. I was I was very pleasantly surprised because I knew nothing about this going into it. I didn't even know what Codem was or what it meant or anything about it. But yeah, definitely a great ride for me because going in with without knowing anything, I think enhanced the experience. I didn't have any expectations or anything, but definitely enjoyed what I saw. And like Amelia Jones is a star based on this movie just because she killed that role and her voice seemed really good. I'm guessing that was her real voice. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Trust me. I looked it up. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you don't know, you know, it's, it's crazy because it's like, um, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but go go ahead. No, what you're saying. Oh no. I I was just saying, because sometimes it's crazy when, you know, we, we see these, mu- these musical themed movies and, you know, within the Heights, you know, like, you know, Lemon, well, you know, he's going to choose people who, can, who, who have the pipes 100%. But other times it's kind of like, well, I guess, I guess you can use like, um, oh my gosh, Euro, Eurovision, but, um, <laughs> cause obviously that was not Rach, uh, Rachel McAdams singing in that in that movie whatsoever it's like okay her pipes or bohemian rhapsody or bohemian rhapsody biggest example yes but then we also have musical films like uh the newest stars born with uh lady gaga and bradley cooper and we also had rocket man with taron edgerton where they you know they actually use their voice you know they're a lot of these actors they're like really really like a lot of them have like low-key really really good voices um but then you know obviously their strong suit is more so on the acting side, but then you have people <laughs> like uh, JLo who, who was kind of like, you know, dipped into both industries there. And then also people like um, Haley Seinfeld as well. I mean, I, I mean, I think she has a good voice, but I definitely think Haley is more, more suited for being an actor. Um, but, but that's just my uh, two cents on the matter. But yeah, like it's really rare. I guess my point is being, it's really rare when you have an actor on screen, you know, just laying it down like, Hey, you know, like this is me, this is my voice. And you know, this is what th- they're using for the soundtrack. And if you listen to the soundtrack there, I mean, there's a few extra songs in there, uh, um, either acapella as choir 
or, you know, just other songs that uh, Amelia Jones and a few of the other casts of uh, sing together. So it's, it, it's a really, really great ride, but this, this movie was definitely something special uh, for those of you who don't know. Like I absolutely love, you know, music based movies, um, especially something as special as this, because it really shows that, you know, when it comes to children of deaf adults or, you know, just deaf people in general, this, this film really, and I guess I'm kind of just getting strained into the weeds here a little bit, but um, it really shows, you know, that just because, you know, someone is labeled that they have quote unquote, a disability of some sort does not necessarily like render them useless. And you see that a lot through this movie with, uh, Amelia Jones character, um, Ruby and her family, this, this very close knit family. And yeah, it also just, it also just reiterates what, what people have been saying for, for so long now that representation matters. It just mm-hmm. does yeah. with this and Shang-Chi just, just seeing different, different people on, on the big screen represent, um, their culture. is just, it's so important Yeah, because I never would have seen this kind of perspective for, for deaf people. Or a family with with deaf parents and a non deaf um, daughter. It's just very interesting to see that kind of dynamic on screen. Yeah, it really is, and it's just like I I don't believe I've seen any of these other actors um, in any other roles. I believe this might be Amelia Jones's like her first like her debut or like her first big role, I should say. Um, I'm not sure what else she has actually been in. I didn't get a chance to do the IMDb trivia there, but. Um, I'm sure Devin will pull it up at some point during the, during the uh, episode. Nothing but, that I recognize. Okay. Okay. But, but yeah, no, Doctor I, Who, it looks like. Oh, she's in. Is she British or you, UK? I don't know. Because the, the um, entire. Oh, she was in uh, Lock and Key. Oh, was she really? See, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch that one. I think that's on Netflix, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's from London, England. I'm telling you, dude, Brits are amazing i oh that's crazy because i've only seen her in another video like it was coda related um during a little bit of the songs that we'll get into here in a bit but yeah i never actually never heard her like speak her i guess her name her natural accents so i'm telling you man these brits are killing it out here like it's it's crazy when it comes to uh, actors and actresses out here but yeah um going off what Devin said you know it, it really is a very interesting perspective uh with this film when it when it comes to hey you know like we there's there's you know there's that the the one odd man out within their family she's technically an outsider but obviously more so in the world she's viewed as quote unquote you know a hearing person, but I, I really like how this film just, it shows how, you know, and, and I, I hate to I keep going back to this, but you know, with, you know, how people, uh, deaf people do just live normal lives. You know, they, they may have to tweak a few things here and there, but we see so many instances in this movie where, you know, even within the trailer itself, you know, we see Ruby just singing on the boat. Like her family owns this fishing company and like um, this fishing company or they it's what it's her father does for a living. So essentially it is kind of like a family business. But, you know, she's just singing away on the boat and, you know, it doesn't obviously face the rest of her family because, you know, that they are not of hearing. So it it does deal. It does like introduce like different situations that and and it's not like serious because like a lot of the situations you know when 
it comes to, you know, Ruby's family are actually like really funny and just, you know, just like comedy moments. Yeah. I love how, how realistic, realistic the depiction of family was in this, like they're, they're being vulgar. They're making like dumb fart jokes. Like, yeah, it's like what a real family would be like. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, and, and, and they are just like every other, you know, family out there. And it's just, it, it really just shows that, you know, the, these people are not helpless. And that's what I really love about like the message of this film alongside with, the the songs that are chosen for this movie with um <clears throat> excuse me with um uh both sides now by Joni Mitchell and then we also had um um oh my gosh you you're all you're all I need to get by by um Marvin Gaye and um got to do it I'm sorry I'm blanking on the name right now and I should have had that up uh for me but um are you able to confirm that Devin yeah let's take a look I was looking on Spotify and I've been listening to it for a while. So I was like, I should know this by now. Um, yeah. By Tammy uh, Terrell and Marvin Gaye. That's yeah. what it was. You're all I need to get by. One of the best, um, one of the best duet songs out there, honestly. And it, it's so yeah. powerful. The more that you listen to it and I've been listening to it more recently now, it's just, it speaks on so many volumes. It's, it's not like, you know, like a sappy type of love, but like, it's, you know, like we're in together and like, you know, you, you are all I need to get by. Like, you know, it's just me and you, you know, we're doing our thing and what have you. So we have, uh, bet- between both sides now, and then a few other songs that kind of make a de- debut in this as well, since, since this is, you know, dealing with, you know, a child of deaf adults, obviously it is focusing more on Ruby and her journey and how, you know, it's her senior year of high school. And, you know, eventually like she, she, she has this talent and she says she loves to sing. So, you know, we, we kind of see those interesting dynamics between her and her family, which we'll get into here. And actually let's just switch right on over to our spoiler section, because I feel like we're getting into spoilers here because I don't want, don't want it to kind of, you know, accidentally slip up here. So yeah, that is the first spoiler warning for Coda. Again, that is your second spoiler warning of the show. So if you haven't seen it, go sign up for um, HBO Max. Excuse me. Go sign up for Apple TV Plus. It's like five bucks a month. You watch it. Maybe watch some Ted Lasso, some Mythic Quest. Well, you probably already have it for, for free if you own an Apple product. Yeah. If, if if you, I believe if, I think they're still doing that deal. If you buy like a new Apple product, they give you like a year of Apple TV Plus for free. Yeah. And then Which they actually, just extend it for like another half year for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, Dickinson season three is coming out too. The final season, the final season. I, I like that. But anyway, Devin, let's get back on track here with Coda. So now we are deep into spoilers. We're just going to let it all out and, you know, see what comes of it. But um, where, where do you want to begin? Is is there any, any point in time you wanted to uh, start off with? Just because I honestly don't. And I know guess this is really a spoiler, <laughs> but I I really like the the teacher because I've seen him around and I've never seen him in a movie, but I've seen him in like in trailers for other stuff. But he was mm. really good, Mister V, Mister Bernardo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was in the Door movie. Oh, yeah. was he really? Okay, yeah. So I- yeah, he's definitely more of a a, a Spanish. Uh, movie actor, but movie he's actor. really good. Yeah, yeah, I I kind of figure that, but yeah, his his relationship with Ruby and just just everything that's Ruby's journey itself. You know, we we find out that 
you know, she she finds she wants to sign up as choir for an elective, and you know, it's her and her friends. Her friends kind of like, you know, like when did you start, you know, liking singing? She's like, I used to sing all the time. And I, I, I really just love the character of Ruby because, you know, it, it is as much as it is a film about music and, um, kind of, uh, child of deaf adults. It's also like, it, it's a pretty great, like coming of age story, um, as well. There's like maybe one small part that didn't necessarily, I wasn't really vibing between, uh, Ruby and her, um, quote unquote, I guess you could say love interest kind of sort of in a way, but it seems that they were kind of just now starting a relationship because um i believe somewhere somewhere in the movie where when um when mr v pulls them aside and to do a duet for the concert uh, for the fall concert and he's like oh he's like do you know each other and ruby says yes and he says no and then she's like bro what (laughs) like we're seniors like we definitely know each other so it kind of implies that they've been in each other's lives kind of sort of throughout you know uh their adolescent years but um i guess yeah, I, wasn't, I wasn't huge on that part either it just kind of felt forced their relationship yeah i mean like it's fine to have like the curiosity there and like them having like a a relationship itself so i guess you know starting off on a negative here in a way but um yeah that was like the that was the one thing that didn't necessarily work for me but like from start to finish, you know, when, when Ruby's on the boat, like I said before, you know, she's just singing her heart out and you really see during the beginning of the movie, how, you know, how, 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 what their life is like, you know, they're, they're going out for um, fishing, you know, uh, doing like the family business, like hours prior before Ruby even has to go to school. And then, you know, that kind of leads into, you kind of see her school life, um, of her being a child of deaf adults with, you know, her smelling like fish, you know, not showering, like after um, helping her parents early in the morning. And then, you know, you kind of, that kind of automatically rolls into um, one of the random kid, one of, I guess a school bully or whatever, who kind of like makes all these snide comments at Ruby saying, you know, like, Oh, does anyone smell fish, whatever, whatever. And then, that kind of rolls into, you know, well, it's better than, you know, what she used to do with like the deaf voice, because if you haven't, you know, if you're not familiar with it, you know, it's almost as if, you know, obviously if you're deaf, you don't really don't use your voice all that much. And in a way, from what I've read, you almost like become like mute because, you know, it's, especially if, if you were born uh, deaf, it's a totally uh, different experience, but um, yeah, I just thought that was really interesting, but I guess, what, what did you think about the setup of the movie? How, how did you like how they explained everything? I, I thought they did a pretty good job at it. I mean, yeah, it really is a fascinating dynamic just to think about like, like a, a couple parents that have this daughter that is like an amazing singer and is pursuing a singing career, but they can never hear it and can never understand like what level of talent she is like they they just look at each other like is she good and they're like i don't know is she like they have no way of even ever hearing her like that's just i'm sure it's been explored before but that's just a really cool Mm. like concept to to make a movie about yeah and i really like the the conversation between ruby and her mother um and and it's kind of like you know she she finally sits down and you know after her her little freeze up with Mr. V where he's like oh he's like a few weeks ago were my birthday so you guys can sing me happy birthday and I can figure out which um, you know if you're a tenor alto bass 
or a soprano, which actually is a really good song to kind of uh, gauge someone's voice. And, you know, <laughs> you hear all these different octaves and ranges and, you know, he, he's, he's more of, he, he went to uh, Berkeley, you know, class of 93, as he said. And, you know, he, uh, Ruby has that freeze up with uh, Mr. V the first time that she meets him, she runs out and, you know, kind of comes back and explains, Hey, you know, I really do want to do this. I kind of just was frozen up. Like I love to sing. And like Devin said, she has a, she has a really good voice. And then um, that kind of snowballs into the conversation that Ruby has with her mom, where she's like, Hey, you know, like I, I kind of want, like I want to go to school after a conversation with Mr. V uh, for music. And she's like music. And it's like what Devin was saying. It's, it's something that, unfortunately like they'll never understand what unless it's gangster rap yeah i'm like <laughs> it feels the bass <laughs> feels the bass in, my, in my butt <laughs> he oh my god the father was fantastic we'll definitely get into him here in a second but yeah it, it really just you know the conversation that ruby and her mom has when you know, her her mom's like oh you know like if if i was blind would i want to be a painter and it's like well kind of see where she's coming from but ruby is essentially the she is the black sheep of this family so it's like you know it's something that she really wants to do and it doesn't really seem like her family is as supportive of her towards the beginning because like devin said it's it's something they'll they'll never be able to understand and they'll never never hear their daughter's voice and, you know, that, that leads into other interesting kind of conversations later on uh, while we're on the topic of Ruby and her mother. I wanted to get your thoughts about this, Devin, with um, the conversation that they had um, at the, um, oh, my gosh, when, when, she, when Ruby had asked her mom, like, do you wish I was deaf? And yeah. her mom had pretty much said, like, yeah. And it's just like, it's kind of crazy to think about, but in a way it makes sense. Because she was saying that, like, her mom was saying, you know, I was afraid we weren't going to be able to connect like her and her mom did, which I kind of implies that her mom was of hearing, but um, Ruby's mother was not. So it kind of, and she kind of mentioned, like, there's small little things, like, in their past that they kind of bring up how, you know, Ruby kind of used to talk funny when she first uh, started school and, you know, that being from, like, you know, deaf parents and whatnot. and it's it's like they're this family is so connected but it's like disconnected at the same time it's so crazy like i oh man oh man <laughs> yeah but it looks like you're gonna say something sorry about that go ahead yeah just the dynamic between her and her mom and her dad is it's just crazy to think about that kind of stuff because when you first hear something like that at face value you're like oh she's just being selfish she wants her daughter to be deaf but then the more you think about it it's just like yeah, of course. Like if you don't have a relationship with your own mother who who is is different than you, then you're you're afraid that might happen with your daughter as well. Yeah. Thankfully it didn't, but Yeah. And and it's, and it's really um it, it really like, you know, there's a lot of powerful scenes in this um in this movie, of course, um as well well as well as a lot of funny ones where I I just love how I guess we can kind of go back and forth here, but I, I really love how, um, you know, obviously, um, 
Ruby's parents are very much in love. <laughs> and when you're in love, you know, you, you get a little physical, you know, show, show a little appreciation towards your partner. Make some noise. <laughs> Make some noise. And, um, you know, when uh, it, it, it almost kind of leads in thinking that both of Ruby's parents have like herpes when they first go to the doctor. And it's actually more of, um, I forgot the actual term, but wearing damp clothes for a very long time can obviously upset those uh, downtown regions and whatnot. And, <laughs> you know, Ruby essentially being their, their free interpreter and, you know, talking to the doctor and stuff like that. And she's like, you know what? He's like, yeah. Like, she's like, Oh, what, what's your parents are asking? Like, what, what is, what are the doctors saying? And he's like, Oh, like, well, you guys can, can't, can't have sex ever again. Like never. <laughs> and the doc, uh, the dad's like, Dude, that's like impossible. You know, he's he's doing his own. You know, he's communicating and whatnot. And I really like how like crisp and like concise the sign language is within this film, with you know with the words um come with the subtitles coming on screen. Like I actually I I just really enjoyed the conversation. It it kind of makes it to where you you can kind of form your own like okay like what ruby's dad sound like or what would ruby's mom or or even her brother sound like when it comes to these kind of situations it really kind of it really just um you're able to imagine a lot of things in your head of like how like you know the influxes of what the conversations are going like how they're going within their head and gosh it's it's just so so fun it has a lot of funny moments but as i mentioned uh before it also has a lot of um, serious moments as well. And um, yeah, I thought um, her first performance at the school was kind of like heartbreaking just because the, the the parents are sitting there and they don't really know what to do because they can't hear anything and they can kind of see that she's getting good reactions from the crowd, but it's just hard for them to fathom what's going on and what they can even do to, to help. Yeah. And I, I love it how it, it doesn't just like, cut out the uh the volume or like the the sound altogether it kind of literally just fades out and I, I really like how you know the entire movie leads up essentially to the the big fall concert and you know we we've we've heard you know the song that they've been listening or uh that uh ruby and um um, her love interest i guess you could say have been um uh, leading up to which is you're all uh you're all i need to get by um, so you, you kind of obviously hear that a few times throughout the entire movie, as well as a few other songs. Um, you know, they kind of cover a majority of the concert. And then once it gets to the duet, it's, you know, they, they kind of start singing, you know, um, and then it kind of, it literally just like fades into just like nothingness. And it's like, I really like how they, how the director made that choice where it's like, I guess you could say quote unquote, the most important song or one of the, or yeah, the most important song of the film is cut out to give you that perspective. Cause it's like, it's just dead silent. It's just, it's just nothingness. And it's like, you know, it really puts you in the perspective, uh, perspective of Ruby's parents and her brother. And it's like, you know, it's just something unfortunate, like, you know, that ha- it has been, you know, dealt to them in life. And, you know, it is something that is a part of them. And it's something that, you know, they, they obviously that they learn to live with, but, you know, and, you know, it, it's something that's one, one, you accept something that's a part of you like that, you know, they're, they're just like everybody else. It's just, Hey, you know, I, I just, 
I'm, I'm missing that. I'm missing one thing, but you know, it does make me any less than a person, things like that. So, yeah, I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you brought up the brother because we haven't yet. And Mm -hmm. I don't think I was a fan of his character. I liked his character to the point where, you know, he was the kind of person saying, you know, like we don't always need to depend on Ruby. Like I got this, I got this, I got this. And I think that, he was like the driving force of like, Hey, you know, like we're not helpless. Like even if Ruby wants to go away to college, we're going to be just fine because and like, I mean, he, he was a bit of a, you know, he, he can come off a bit rude. I do agree with that. But with the conversation that him and Ruby have, where yeah, I think that's, I think that's where my issue comes in that mm-hmm. conversation on the beach where he's basically just like, Hey, I wish you were never born. I feel like unless I missed something after that, he never, like there's no redemption anywhere. He kind of just yeah keeps coming back and doesn't really ever apologize or do anything to make up for it. It was yeah because he he wants her to go away to school because obviously you know he he is in support of his sister. It's just at the same time I do feel I can kind of understand why he feels left out because it it is I guess from his point point of view it is always Ruby to the rescue you know, with fixing everything in the family. Cause you know, she is essentially their interpreter. She's the one who's able to communicate with everyone else because, you know, w- with sign language as, as much as obviously, you know, people hearing a lot of them, you know, unless you're in that profession, don't, it's, it's not something that's a part of our lives. It's not something we necessarily need to, to learn in order to, you know, I guess you could say live, live our lives, but it, like it serves as some disadvantages, but it's, you know, it, it, it is there, but I can see how he was kind of annoyed. I, I guess the first time I watched it, I feel like it was more of him saying, you know, like it was a little bit rougher. It's like, you know, like, Oh, we were fine before you were born, but I, I was taking more as, you know, we were fine before you, you ever came, you know, walked this earth and, you know, we're going to be fine after you're gone. But I can see it more on a second watch where I I think his emotion, or I guess it was more of his acting, kind of came off as him being more standoffish towards Ruby instead of supportive. Because it seemed like he was wanted to be supportive, but he was like ticked off at the same time. So it's, yeah, it's cause really because he, he like it's just like he kept showing up to places and then not really contributing much, especially after the blow up on the beach. Just feels like he didn't really nothing else came of his character after that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do. I, yeah. I do agree with that. And, you know, him and, uh, Ruby's, um, <laughs> Ruby's friend. was like, Oh man, your, your brother got high. He's, she's like, ill. Like, no, like we're not doing that. But man, oh man. Like I, I love it. How, like, again, like with the comedic moments where, uh, Ruby's friends, like, how do you say, you know, like, I want to get it on with you. And then she's like, okay, like I'll teach you a little something. And then, like, to us, that may seem like, hey, like, oh, it seems like she wants to, like, you know, advance this relationship further. And then her brother, like, watches, like, her friend do these, like, the sign language towards them. And he's like, why does she just tell me she has herpes? (laughs) It's like, oh, my God. It's so funny. But gotta, gotta love it. But, yeah, what did you you think of the... um, Man, oh man, I was going to bring up. Oh, so I guess the other song in this film, um, 
uh, both sides now by Joni Mitchell when um, Ruby gets her, um, I guess her audition for Berkeley thanks to uh, Mr. V because obviously there's, it it is something where she was kind of wrestling with. You see that kind of through the film where, you know, she, she kind of just accepted life for what it was like, Oh, you know, like I'm here for my family. I've never done anything without my family before. And, you know, like it, like whenever they need me, like I'm here because I am the only hearing person in our family. And, you know, like she's, she's, she's there for them. She definitely is. And you see the turmoil between the family where, you know, she does want to go to school and, you know, they're not quite understanding that. But then later on, where, you know, even it, it just really shows how supportive her family is, even though they kind of go through the rough patches or, you know, there are times where Ruby gets annoyed of her family because, you know, she is trying to live her life and do her own thing where, you know, her friends are coming over or, or where, you know, it kind of shows like, hey, like, let's put Ruby in a setting where, you know, she's just doing homework or whatever. And then, you know, the rest of her family is setting up for dinner, but it is more so of you know it, it just seemed you know to ruby it's just a bunch of like random noise but they don't know how much noise they're making and then she's like hey you know i'm trying to do my homework here and then the whole tinder thing came up which i thought was pretty <laughs> was pretty funny and, and like that's even in the trailer and i was like i only saw the trailer once before watching and i loved it and i'm sorry i'm taking up all your time but it seems like you want to say something so i'll shut up <laughs> Yeah, not really. Just that just shows how close the family was because I I don't think I'd be showing my parents any anything on Tinder. <laughs> but like they, they were so modest about it and whatnot. Like oh, like Twitter, I mean, not Twitter. Tinder is something we can do as a family. And then you now fast forwarding to you know back to Ruby's audition. Like I mean, her parents showed up to her concert, and then they kind of get more so the validation, especially her father, that you know Ruby is good at singing. And, you know, you hear that from Mr. V where she's like, where he's like, you know, a lot, there's a lot of pretty voices out there with nothing to say. Do you have something to say? And, you know, he compliments her on that and whatnot. And, you know, right after, you know, the concert lets out when they find out, you know, Ruby is good because of, um, I forgot her friend's name. Honestly, she was only in it for a few scenes. Um, working Gertie. At what was it? Gertie. Gertie. Was it Gertie? Wow. I did the her friend from high school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gertie. Yeah. Okay. Well, wow, Gertie. 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 <laughs> so yeah, you know, Gertie kind of gets it on with um uh, uh Ruby's brother, and you know, they start dating and whatnot, but the family kind of gets the confirmation from her and from the reaction of the crowd that Ruby is talented. And, you know, when they're coming back home, it seems like her, her father is more of the change of heart. And I think this is, this is one of the scenes that definitely killed me where, you know, you know, it, it kind it's kind of like the payoff where you have Ruby's father, you know, picking her up from high school during the very beginning of the movie, blasting, you know, gangster rap because, you know, he, he likes the base, the base on his bum and whatnot. And he asked, you know, Ruby, like, can, you know, Hey, like, can, can you sing for me? And she's like, oh, like right now? And he's like, yeah. And then, you know, that kind of starts into that scene where she starts singing You're All I Need to Get By Again. And it, it just has so many meanings. And the way he like actually like physically puts like his hands, like, you know, like around her uh, neck area, like chest area. Yeah, her vocal like, cords. Yeah, her vo- yeah, vocal cords, essentially. Uh, so he can at least feel the vibration. And it kind of just breaks him down. 
because he's like, wow, you know, like my, this is, you know, something like my youngest child wants to do. And, you know, there, there's, there was all the drama with um, the boating uh, com, uh, commission, the governing and whatnot. That was, that was some crazy stuff too. But in that kind of fast forwards to um, Ruby's man, oh man, her, um, her audition at Berkeley, which it was kind of sly. And Mr. V kind of comes in, you know, like she, she has a song all ready to go for both sides now. And, you know, her family kind of sneaks up on a little balcony, whatever. And then Mr. V is really not there during the beginning because he keeps kind of pushing her to like, you know, go out for this audition and finally meeting her parents and whatnot and saying, you know, like, I really think you're making a big mistake. And like, that's just a sign of like a really, really good teacher. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like really good. (laughs) And like it, 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 like, I know I've been talking here for a while, but it's just like, it, I, I just love this movie so much. Like between like being a choir kid and, and from like fourth grade all the way through like a, my first few semesters in college, it like, it really just resonated with me and just, it was just everything. Like even, even Mr. V, I saw a lot of uh, my own uh, choir teacher, Mrs. Slife, um, and there as well from, you know, go Tigers, Twinsburg Tigers, whatever, whatever. But uh, it was, it was just something that really connected with me. I I love like every dynamic of this movie. And it's like, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's right up there with, within the Heights uh, for me for it's, it's in that number two slot, but it's like the more times I watch it, even with its, with, with its flaws, it's like, I just love it so much. And, you know, going to, um, sorry, backtracking there for a bit for going for Ruby's audition where, you know, Mr. V comes in and, you know, like I'll accompany her, you know, so she doesn't have to sing acapella. And, um, <laughs> he, he kind of, you know, like the, the, he works on like her breathing exercises, you know, throughout the film and, you know, her, him asking like all these personal questions, like, you know, like, how does it feel to sing? And, you know, she's signing, I believe it was like, it feels like she's floating on air when she sings. If I'm not mistaken, if anyone out there knows, uh, do uh, correct me in the comments and or on Twitter. But uh, that's from my interpretation because they didn't use subtitles for that part. For that part, and I was like, okay, well, I, I believe it's she was like, you know, it's like floating on air type situation. But when she starts singing um, both sides now. You know, she's not singing with her gut. She's not singing with her diaphragm, which is what Mr. V has told her throughout, you know, the entire movie, even the scene where, you know, they're like pushing against each other. He's like, ah! like, oh, like that, like that, that is true. You're supposed to sing with, you know, your diaphragm because that's where all your air is supposed to come from. You're not supposed to sing with your, your, um, your throat. And, you know, she's kind of like timid at first. And then he like, he's like, oops, I messed up. <laughs> Yeah, just a classic little fumble. <laughs> yeah, classic. And you know what? It's so funny because it's like, I mean, it's Berkeley, you know, like it's Berkeley. And even like, I guess you could say the staff is like, they're just intimidating as ever. Like, you know, they're kind of just, so like, yeah, we're kind of like just here because, you know, it's expected of us. But like, man, they were pretty intimidating there for a bit. I'm not going to lie. But I really like it, you know, on her second go round where, um, you know, she, she kind of gains the confidence by, you know, seeing her family in the balcony, even though they weren't allowed to go in with her again, you know, they do everything together, which is like really, really big. And not a lot of families do that nowadays, but when she starts signing as she's singing, 
that's when I really, well, I was like, this movie is so freaking amazing. When yeah, I was, that, that's when it got great. Cause, cause for me, I'm not, I'm not too familiar with that song. So as it was going, I was like, all right, I don't really know what's going on with this song, but she's killing it. And then when she starts signing, it's like, all right, you, you start to get it. Yeah. And what, what I really like about that when, when I was in college, um, Delta Zeta, which is a sorority, um, they raised money for the hearing, um, for, for the deaf and like and the, the, the hearing impaired, um, essentially. And uh, the Delta Zeta chapter at, at Kent State University, at, uh, at, my, at my university, um, they did, um, each uh, uh, sorority or fraternity had their own philanthropy that they, you know, raised money for. So for us, it was like the Greek Music Awards for, uh, for my fraternity where everyone kind of like, um, put in, you know, made their own little, um, like music videos, uh, per chapter, every chapter had like their own genre, whatever, whatever, kind of treated it like the Grammys almost. But for Delta Zeta, I believe it was the Gamma Kappa chapter in Delta Zeta, Delta Zeta, Kent State University, shout out to them. Um, they did a philanthropy called Lip Sync. So you would kind of take any kind of story and relate it to, and have it to where one of the characters is deaf and you pretty much had to create a story informing everyone of, you know, the philanthropy and like how much they raise for it every single year. But we did musical numbers where we had to sign with along to the track of the, um, well, the, the, the track of the song. So, it could be literally any song. So for one of them, we did, um, we, we, our theme was like Tarzan. So it was where the situation, the story we made up, Tarzan was deaf, you know, kind of go through all, all that uh, rigmarole and whatnot. But when we did um, You'll Be In My Heart, um, as the track was playing, we were signing because there were deaf people there as well. But, you know, anytime, you know, you cheer, you know, you kind of do your hands, kind of like almost like jazz hands almost. But we would sign to the track. And that's when it really hit me because I remember doing that like all like my four years of college because I participated every single year. So like that really got me as well. And I was like, that's that's actually a real thing. Just in case people didn't know. But like, I thought that was a really, really powerful moment there. And, you know, of course, she it's in the Berkeley or family is like freaking ecstatic. It's, it's crazy. And then, you know, she, it, it kind of just closes out. I know we've been, I know I've been talking it for a while, but it's, <laughs> I, I just love this movie so much, man. But it, it really just, it, it got me. It got to me. I didn't, I didn't expect it to just kill it. Like Apple TV, they, they killed it with this. And then the ending, you know, when she's going off to college, uh, because they're in Boston and Berkeley's also in Mass um, in Massachusetts as well. But when she does the last sign, it it essentially just means I love you or I really love you from what I've seen online. But more of just like you know, like I love you kind of thing. But yeah, that's been my solo review of. <laughs> of yeah, Jonah. I mean, I'm I'm glad you made me watch it because it definitely was an eye opener. And obviously it, it means a lot for a lot of people. Yeah. Like job, job well done. I just, man, oh man. Like it's, 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 I like everything that kind of just 
builds on top and, you know, the struggles that you see with Ruby and her, you know, her, her family life. And then her wanting to just essentially just like live her own life because, you know, like it's unfortunately, you know, it, there is going to come a time where, you know, Ruby does need to be on her own without her family. And I really like how before she actually goes away to college, she, you know, she stops the car and gets out and gives her parents like, her family just like one last hug because like I've said before and say it again like she like emphasized so much like she has never done anything without her family and it's scary when you, especially when you're a close knit family like that and in like today like I said there's there's just not a lot of families that are like that nowadays like I had a few friends like that uh, growing up where you know their family literally did everything together some people thought it was strange but it's like you know they'll always have each other, always have each other's back. Like there are all like the trials and tribulations that went throughout this movie between the turmoil between uh, Ruby and her family, you know, like they were there for each other at the end of the day. So it's, it's definitely a must watch. I, I cannot recommend this to as many people. Like I'm surprised Devin actually watched it. I was like, we have to do a review on this because I just have so much to say and I needed to just like get it out there especially for everyone listening, because if, if you don't have Apple TV plus, I'm just saying Coda's not the only great thing on there. It's you got Coda, you got Ted Lasso, mythic quest. You got C, you got Dickinson, the morning show. There's it's, it's coming around. And I've, I've been saying this for a while. Apple TV plus is, is, is on the come up, especially with like uh, killers of the flower moon with Martin Scorsese and um, a few others, but it's, it's, it's just prepared to start paying more for Apple TV Plus within the next no. few years. It's it'll no longer be the cheapest. I mean, Disney's already raising their prices a little bit. They do in smaller, smaller increments, but definitely watch Coda, guys. I like I said, I cannot stress it enough. Like on Letterbox, this is this is my number two, only because I really did love In the Heights. Like that was just phenomenal choreography and whatnot. Love the story, but this one is a Dang close seconds there. But Devin, anything else you wanted to uh, cover before we get into our, our scores for Coda? Let's do it. All right. So I guess I'll just go first. Shocker. It's an A for me. Like not, not an A plus, but it is an A only because like, you know, for, for the small little issues that we mentioned with uh, Ruby and her love interests, it was you could kind of sort of see it, but like it, it did feel like a little force. Not, not even force. I just wasn't really buying it from like their, their mutual attraction towards each other. I I felt like it should have been more of just like a platonic thing or. Yeah. They, they just started like awkwardly swimming together. Yeah. Cause it, it it's, it was kind of like, you know, how much time it kind of passed between there. Um, but that, that was like the main thing that I had an issue with, um, with the brother kind of, you know, telling her sister off, but, you know, the entire family kind of like goes into this turmoil type thing, but it is, it is just so good. Like they, they solid A for me. 100%. What about you? I'm going to go with that B plus right, right <laughs> the 87, 88, just okay. really good. Had a couple issues with it, but overall just definitely worth watching. Do you, would you have watched this if it was in theaters? Um, 
Well, I had never heard of it until you mentioned it. So, are you? Oh some... my God, is this that's like a first. First, yeah. <laughs> Devin's usually the one be like, "Hey, we should watch. We should record this. We should watch this." I'm like, "Oh, cool." So that's that's one point for me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't know how much if it was getting any buzz or not. I just haven't really seen anything about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's ever. It's been getting a lot and. I mean, you know, we're we're not big Oscar talkers here on the podcast, but you know, we do kind of like to talk about it once award season is is around. But let's be honest, award season never really stops, and for for a lot of people, to be completely honest. But um, I'm I'm really hoping that that this one goes all the way. I mean, I don't obviously. I unfortunately, I I don't know if it would like get like a best picture nom. I think it should because it has such a very important message to say. And it's like I said, it's, it's not just the, Oh, you know, like deaf people are helpless and you know, they live these sad lives. It's like, no, they, they, from what we've seen, you know, <laughs> Ruby's dad, listen to that gangster rap of the bass boosting all the way up. Like they live very, they live normal lives. It's just, just a little bit different from, you know, you and me, but yeah, I, I really like how I like how it wasn't just like a sob fest, like a like a super sad story type thing. Like I really like yeah. how you know the energy, the comedy, it's all there. It's it's a little bit of everything. It's 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 life. So that pretty much concludes our review of Coda. Let's get out of here because we've been talking for fifty minutes. More like I've been talking for fifteen minutes here. So um, again, everyone, thank you all for listening. Um, by the time this is out. I guess um, announcement, announcement. Our film optics draft series uh, will be out later on this week. This will be out on Tuesday. If you are listening to this, um, I haven't decided when our draft series, our first episode is going to be up again. That it's just more of it's, it's a TV draft show or uh, yeah, show or segment. However you want to say it, where there's four of us pitting against each other and, you know, all, all out battle royale style. We have teams of five, you know, drafting our best sitcoms, our, 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 our ultimate sitcom team up library, uh, so to speak. So definitely check that out with Leo and Amanda, um, as I mentioned before. And I'll be in Vegas. By the time you guys are listening to this, I'll be in Vegas having some fun, doing a little bachelor, uh, um, fun stuff there yeah a lot of fun stuff (laughs) man oh man let's get out of here but um coming up on the podcast like always we will be doing um our um what if episode five and six that will probably that will not drop until um the wednesday of the 15th because i will not be here um like i said um um, from Wednesday onward. So we'll do like a double future review of episode um, five and six for what if on the 15th. And I believe dear Evan Hansen's coming out soon. I think that's the week of the 23rd. I don't know. Is there anything else coming out next week, Devin, like the weekend of the 17th that you know of? I know malignant. Not that I know of. Okay. Well, we'll just, just follow us on Twitter and Instagram to keep up with all that, especially uh Twitter and that is, uh, yeah, follow us over there at uh, Film Optics. Again, that is Optics with an X. So I'm going to get out of here because I have a lot to edit <laughs> between the both of us. So uh, we will see you guys next time. 
And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian and we'll see you guys next time.